0: From Joseph? So Shields. Well, there were three
1: of us in this marriage. So it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear.
0: I enjoy cooking, baking, and stop working with flyer. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Ooh, slick. <laughs> I know, we're really evolving. <laughs> hey Fraser. Hey Ben. Um, just let people know what's happening. This is your welcome after dark.
1: It, I mean, yeah, we don't normally record at six twenty-five PM in the evening, but it's early. I know. <laughs> but because we are, uh, I'm just going to describe the scene in front of me. Fraser is holding up a goblet of
0: red wine. I think it's a, a Josh that you're drinking. It is a Josh. It's a Josh. Uh, oh, I can't. It's Savignon. No, that's oh fat. It's red. <laughs> it's very nice. I'm just going to have another sip. Hold on. Oh, lovely. Oh, there you go. Oh, lovely. There we are. How you been? What's going on? I've been great, thank you. Speaking of wine, uh, last night I had a great time. I took myself alone to the Arclight in Hollywood, the cinema, and went to see Spider-Man <laughs> by myself. I had two glasses of, <laughs> of Chardonnay during the movie. I had a lovely time. I basically, I decided to not have dinner and I just went to the the cinema and I, for dinner, I had two glasses of Chardonnay and a packet of Reese's Pieces.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's quite a diet.
0: How have you been? What's going on? I do have a prop
1: that I want to talk you through. So you know how in previous episodes we've talked about how we're now CrossFit gays? Yeah. So in celebration of that, I bought like the very special CrossFit you know, trainers, um, translation, sneakers Uh for training. Okay. So I thought I'm going to, if I'm all in, I'm all in. Yeah. And so I went on, you know, the website, the Nike website and designed them, chose the colors. Mm -hmm. They finally arrived. So
0: excited. I'm just going to show them to you. (laughs) This is not a sponsored uh, moment in the episode, by the way. Okay. Although we would love, we'd love Nike money.
1: (laughs) I'm just going to show them to you. There they are. Ooh, they're nice. Anything you notice about them? Maybe the size of them? Oh, they do seem very small, but you're, you're very small. They are a size four, and
0: I wear a size ten. <laughs> I need to look at them You are a size ten. I'm a size ten. US ten. Oh, okay. What's what's the what's the US nine? oh okay us 10 is a, a uk nine do you know so what th- i genuinely thought that it was not there <laughs> these were completely your size i imagine you having you're i imagine you having dainty little feet oh i've got stompers real st- <laughs> real stompers how did you and- end up getting a pair of children's shoes sent to you
1: no fucking clue but can i return a pair of children's shoes that i designed <laughs> not sure
0: so that's that was a wonderful moment this weekend um I got told at CrossFit because I'm so old that I have to wear wrist supports because my old, my old brittle bone wrists can't handle doing uh, holding the, you know, what's it called? The bar, the bar with the weights on <laughs> they it. They might just, they might just snap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Snap back. Anyway, what else is happening?
1: Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty hot at the moment, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. So this morning I went to farmer's market and I bought you those cookies that you've been chomping down on. Delicious. Really good. So how, how, there were about three or f- three cookies in there. We gave one to Jesse. Right. Three.
0: Yeah, there was kind of a a, a couple mashed together as yeah. what I was eating. How much do you think those three cookies cost? <laughs> At the farmer's market.
1: Yes. It's a bit of
0: a trick question, but yes. Okay. Um, $5? $20. Excuse me? Here's the thing. I, I actually th- rounded down. I was going to say $6, $2 a cookie, and I thought, that's actually a bit. That's kind of okay. $20 for three cookies. I got duped. There were, what there are they a, made of? Because here's the thing.
1: Uh, hope and charity. Because <laughs> lies. There was, lies. There was a whole table <laughs> of these lovely ladies who like were like, hey, come, we're doing a fundraiser. We're trying to like stop Trump. And so I got duped in to buying, <laughs> so I chose some things and I, and I thought of you, I was like, oh, I'm sure Fraser will want a cookie later. So I chose three cookies and I only had $20 on me. So I handed over $20. It was like a charity bake yeah. sale. And then they just took it. They're like, thanks. And
0: I was like, oh, oh no, 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 no. I was thinking like $5, but you can't, you can't take back because then imagine if you take him back and then it would be like on CNN tomorrow it would be like President Trump almost impeached but $15 short because of cookie fund exactly. fraud and then it would be you driving off in your fucking Jeep <laughs> <laughs> waving the cookies in the sky for $5
1: $15 happily in my wallet but here's the other thing as well I, I have no clue how they're intending to stop Trump it's not as if there's a charity that does that um, we should say what the podcast is about uh, oh, yeah we should is, yeah this is your Welcome America in every episode we translate uh, British Pop Culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're You're welcome. welcome. Uh, Every episode we tackle two topics, an American topic and a British topic. We talk at length. We go off
0: script, and we
1: work out the UK or US translation.
0: Especially in the After Dark edition. Once oh. I finish
1: this goblet of wine, I'll be going truly off script. He says, and punctuating that with a, a sip of vino. Uh, oh, by the way, we, we've had some feedback. Of course we have. Of course we have. <laughs> uh, we've got Weatherspoons update. Ooh. Weatherspoons update from Jason Mitchell in London. He tells me that uh, I have definitely been to Weatherspoons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my friend Ollie is going to be very happy to hear that.
1: So apparently when we used to work at MTV in uh, the UK, we went to the, the Lloyd's number one on Camden Lock.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. It's called the Ice Wharf.
1: The Ice Wharf, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I've been there, but I do distinctly remember remember being there and not being happy. So that says something. Yeah,
0: I mean, and if you sat outside, you could almost if people just bought you drinks, you could say you've still never been inside of a weather. Space. I went inside. Oh. I used to
1: do free hot dogs on a Friday from a barbecue. Uh,
0: what is the U.S. equivalent of Camden? Oh my god! It's <laughs> the LA equivalent of Camden is Venice. Sure is. It's Camden. Well, by Venice the, Beach. Yeah, Venice Beach. Sorry, it's Camden by the sea. Yeah. It's the same t-shirt shops and bullshit as Camden. Um, core, core, core listener Charlie um, has got in touch
1: saying that we somehow missed talking about Alexandra Burke and OK.com I can't remember in relation was, to
0: what I can it was I, I racked my brains over this too it was when we were talking about people saying they're confused.com you better get the words correct OK.com okay. 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 thank you well I've appeased her by saying that
1: Alexander Burke is a whole topic on her own
0: absolutely she
1: agrees as does Siobhan
0: oh yes Siobhan Brown yes yeah. she, she piped in saying that just when we do get to A. Burke we'll cover how she invented the phrase elephant in the room she did. That will be explained in the A. book episode. <laughs> <laughs> the X Factor scholar that she is. We've also had um, some Shoreditch House
1: uh, sightings of celebs. Colin London said that the best celeb spot he ever had at Shoreditch House was Nicole Scherzinger. Ooh. And then I remembered I was there with him at the time. <laughs> and we were in the pool or beside the pool. And we I re- just remember watching a, a trio of people walk past the pool. And I genuinely thought... Wow, what a fucking fabulous drag queen that was. And then it was like, oh, no, it's Nicole Scherzinger.
0: Same difference. Same, same. I think she would take that as a huge compliment exactly.
1: As well. Exactly. Um, and he also said that that one time he saw that girl from X Factor fall in a bush, which I
0: can confirm was Katie Waisel. <laughs> I know... All the time listening back to these episodes I've realized I constantly talk about the different specials we're gonna do, but we're gonna do an X Factor UK special <laughs> and Katie is gonna feature heavily in mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mean, this is just, I, I, know yeah, I, uh, I know what you're thinking, I know what you're thinking. I can't do We'll it. just drop in a little teaser clip
1: here <laughs> of Katie Wassel. <laughs>
0: And we're going to move on. <laughs> do you have any feedback you would like to give this week? Um, I don't have any, any feedback to do the show, actually. I was actually just going to update you on um, what I'm now going to be calling Fraser Watch. Oh! Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. So, um, as you know, I've started a new job recently and Fraser Watch is in full swing. I've reached a point with people the people I work with at the moment where I'm openly saying... You're saying my name wrong, and I'm 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 noticing them. I'm noticing people going to say my name in the office and panicking and like uh, muttering my name under their breath. Can you, for the listeners, can you just remind everyone what your name is? And okay. I'm going to do it in an English accent, and I'm going to do it in an American <clears throat> accent to cover all bases. Great. My name is Fraser. My name is Fraser.
1: If I had the time and inclination and printing power, I would create a T-shirt for you
0: that says Fraser Light no. Razor. I w- I'd actually like one that says Fraser, not Fraser. So that they can see the word that I actually... should No, no, no. I, I, oh, you don't... think it should? No. No, no, <laughs> no. Because no, no. I've said Fraser like Razor.
1: Um, uh, I think we should probably get on with things. One thing I do want to point out is that Love Island has started in the US. Love Island US has started. Um, I don't want to talk about it here, but I think it should be a topic for next week's episode.
0: Absolutely. I will say I haven't seen any of it because my plate is considerably full because not only do I shoulder the burden of all of the real housewives franchises Mm. and everything on bravo i've also started watching the bachelorette so you know in the reality tv world there is a a, a saying that you don't you're either a housewives person or a bachelor person i've now taken on both so i don't think you know the struggle i'm going through and what i'm doing for everyone okay okay let's go on the show let's do it (music) this is your welcome america we're back uh, sure are. Ben, you're up first. What's okay. going on? I actually don't know this week at all. So we don't know me.
1: each other's topics this week at all, so it's very exciting. So I'm going to be talking about medieval times.
0: Ooh! <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you really
1: got so, me there. Medieval times. I thought, how do I describe what this is? And I went to the website, and i tell you what, the bullet pointing in that website, wonderful. Let oh. me read out these five bullet points. Two-hour medieval jousting tournament. Six competing knights, real weapons, beautiful horses, live flight of the royal falcon. Oh, God. So,
0: medieval times. You've not been, have I you? I have never been, and I want to go so badly. I know you do. I actually almost considered suggesting it for my birthday this year, and I realized it was too much. I don't think I can do it again. <laughs> So Medieval Times is, I mean,
1: it's those five bullet points I just read. It's in a place called, well, there are lots around the country in the US. Only one in Canada and Toronto. Don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, and you go and you sit in like a giant indoor arena and you watch a themed night display yep. involving costumes, horses, and some sort of storyline that is a little tenuous. Okay. <laughs> but there is one. <laughs> so, I first became aware of medieval times. I know a lot of people say, oh, it's featured in Cable Guy, the movie Cable Guy. Yeah. Because apparently Jim Carrey and Matthew Broderick go, yep. I mean, boring. I tried to watch a clip of that earlier. The only thing that's interesting <laughs> is Janine
0: Gruffalo. Have you never seen The Cable Guy? I
1: have, but is it worth watching again?
0: No, it's like, I'm, I know that, I I like Jim Carrey films, from my childhood. And mm. some of them, like Ace Ventura, there's got some real questionable elements to it once oh, yeah. you become a grown-up. But I still stand by the fact that Liar Liar is a great movie. Fair. And The Mask is still funny.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, the Cameron Diaz <laughs> yeah. scene in The Mask. Just flawless. Beautiful. Ugh. So I first became aware of Medieval Times, not from uh, Cable Guy, but from the Osbournes. <laughs> because there's an episode, I think it's Kelly's birthday, and they all go <laughs> to watch, you know, Medieval Times... And she's there and she's wearing, I think she's wearing like a crown in her head and her hair is pink at the time, yep. whatever. And then I'm pretty sure on the way back, they go through the drive through at McDonald's and Jack gets excited because the McRib is back. <laughs>
0: and then Kelly mocks him for getting excited at the McRib coming back. <laughs> so uh, do, you, do you remember the episode of The Osborns? Again, where it was Kelly's birthday and they go to Vegas and the editors did her really dirty and they did that full cut of her just constantly going, it's my birthday. I really related to that. I think I probably did that on my birthday in Vegas. <laughs> but
1: yeah, well, what, what I always remember about that is she was like sixteen. <laughs> yeah, like think... a sixteen-year-old can't do anything in Vegas. Well I guess if you're a celebrity, you can yeah, probably I do think... everything and more. Yeah. And she probably did. We don't know, <laughs> allegedly. Shout out to Kelly. Hi, she's Kelly. British. <laughs> um, she's <laughs> she'd be a great guest for oh, the show. She would be ideal. All well, we'll reach out. Okay, well we <laughs> First guest, <laughs> Kelly Osborne. <laughs> So, Medieval Times. I went a couple of years back for our friend Michael's uh, bachelor party, which I organized. You're welcome. Translation, stag party. Stag party. So, (laughs) the way it works, uh, we all got like a giant party bus. What was really fun is we didn't tell Michael what he was going to. Yeah. So, he turned up at our old apartment, my old apartment, and I greeted him and just like took him round. I took him into my bedroom, and there was a costume just waiting for him. Oh. So, I made him put on the costume, and they brought him out to everyone. Everyone was dressed up. Amazing. Now, as is the way um, for anything in the US, particularly when it involves the past or ancient history, it's a very loose theme. Yeah. And knowing that, I just want to show you a picture of what some members of the group were wearing. <laughs> um, and you'll get an idea of how loose the theme is and how loose we took the theme. Let me just get it up. We'll probably put this on the Instagram page, which is... Uh, you are welcome America yep. on Instagram. Is it that is. it? Why right. I always forget <laughs> I it. I don't know. Do, do follow <laughs> us, do comment. Oh, yes,
0: I see. Describe the different costumes you can see in that picture. Um, I'm seeing like a, a, a kind of a vampiric look, a, a pilgrim look, a busty wench, and a slutty toga, mm-hmm. which is you. <laughs> So I'd actually say the most the most off person in that picture is you.
1: What about this wizard in
0: the background? That's the pilgrim character. Oh, that's the pilgrim character. Oh, that the pilgrim yes, I'd say Tom's the only one that looks uh, correct in that picture. He looks pretty good. Yeah. In that. Um. So we all dressed up. Uh, I just decided I wanted to look uh, buff. Yeah, I you. I do look good in that picture. Yeah, you went for. You also in that picture looked like you're wearing like an Oscar gown
1: oh like a, a,
0: a grecian like a, oscar, yeah, like oscar gown a golden globes grecian gown that's what you look like you're wearing oh,
1: i'll take that thank you so we all piled into uh a, a party bus and stormed down the freeway um you know dancing singing where is it it's in a place called Buna park which is pretty far it's where Bury farm is which is a oh. whole it's a topic for a whole other time so we got there and, I mean, they know what they're doing there because you can buy different packages, like a VIP night package, all these different things you get. And it's all themed. What's the, what's
0: the VIP night package. Oh, oh, uh, night, K-I- K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah, no, like like nighttime package. It <laughs> that's was that's like, that's a VIP night. That's Although it was night when
1: we went. And that's what's interesting <laughs> about this kind of place is that... I mean, maybe originally it was for kids. Now it's for everyone. Right, right. There right. are drinks galore. Yeah. Everything's going on. I will say that m- no one else was dressed up. Oh, which I thought was very
0: strange. Like we were the only ones who really dressed up, but whatever, we did it. So lots of people in like shorts and loose t-shirts watching a jousting competition.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I was like, come on, let's let's
1: let's run with this. So you sit in like this giant arena, and what's important is that you get a meal throughout. Now, yeah. let me just read out the meal because I do think it's in terms of food, it's very up up your street.
0: Oh, translation, uh, up my alley. Yeah. So oh, so okay. Well, can I just say what? What I thought it would be, and now you've said that, you've confused me. Oh, okay. In my head, I imagine if I was going to a jousting competition, I would be eating, I would be served like a, like something off of a leg, a leg of something that I would Mm. have to gnaw, like, you know, a big drumstick that I'd have to eat. Just lots of like gout inducing food. Totally. So it's like a, a, a big joint of meat and lots of vegetables and potatoes.
1: Well, let me read the description from the website, and I will say they've really laid into the storyline here. Dining with the Queen, it says. Okay. Queen Maria Isabella welcomes you to dine with her in her royal court. Always a generous host. The Queen has commanded her royal chefs to cook her favourite meal just for you. Medieval times noble guests feast on garlic bread. <laughs> uh-huh. Tomato bisque soup. Uh-huh. Roasted chicken. Sweet buttered corn, mm-hmm. herb-basted potatoes, the dessert of the castle, coffee, and two rounds of select beverages. Oh, yeah! Just like in medieval times. Just like in medieval times. The thing is, the, <laughs> the food was surprisingly good. All of us were like, "This
0: is quite good." As we're like gnawing into a giant bit of like chicken. I really would like the idea of in medieval times. Someone's serving garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> ah, welcome to the court. The old court. This is the bread with the garlic from the exotic land of France.
1: <laughs> so um, we all sit down. And then what happens next is just this, this I don't know, like giant display of different knights, Each... You're in a giant square and each side of the arena forming the square has a different knight assigned to them. Like the white knight, the red knight, the blah, 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 whatever. Oh, so
0: you're like on different teams. Exactly.
1: And you're cheering on. As producers, I will say, I was not thinking this was going to be great. It was a great production. Oh,
0: I can imagine. It
1: was quite wonderful. So they all like, they all like stomp around in horses. Mm. When they hit swords,
0: sparks fly. Oh. Pyro. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And well, that, those those real weapons that I was promised at the beginning of this segment. There you segment. are, in in, in <laughs> that five bullet point summation.
1: Um, so that all went on. And then, like, knights were knocked out. I mean, obviously, they didn't die, whatever. Um, there was, like, a lot of, like, horses going up in rear legs and doing, Ooh. you know, doing some
0: sort of, like horse display. I don't know. Well, like a cartwheel. The way your, your hand movement is suggesting a horse is doing a cartwheel. I just had a horse... I had quite a few to medieval in. libations,
1: I <laughs> will like, say. The horses are doing <laughs> cartwheels! <laughs> that happened. And then in the middle, there was sort of like some sort of... A queen came out on like a, a throne.
0: There was a lot of questionable accents. Uh, do you know what? You completely preempted... My, that was the question I was going to ask. How are people talking at this thing? Because much like Burns Night the Burton's Night Supper that we went to. I'm very worried about... How people sounded. It was, and I
1: think we'll save "Burn Supper" for when it is "Burn Supper" next year. But this is giving me major "Burn Supper" flashbacks. <laughs> there was a lot of people just like with yoldy ye voices. Yeah, do you remember Ben's like, I, I, I
0: said that when we was doing a pirate wench accent.
1: Oh yeah, there was a lot of pirate that. wench. And bearing in mind you've just seen the picture,
0: and our friend Victoria was just dressed as a pirate wench. <laughs> no, 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 she's a busty wench. A busty wench. It's sorry, sorry. If she sorry. was a pirate wench, she'd look the same but with an eye patch.
1: And if she was a pirate wench, she would actually not be medieval times. She'd be at the neighbouring place. Which is like the pirate version of medieval
0: times. Which is what? like, yeah, there's another place in theme so like, park. So this is like Westworld. You go to the different land.
1: Yeah, let me just pirates dinner adventure. That's the other one. But whatever. Uh, Not... Yeah, I don't
0: feel good about the thought of a pirate dinner adventure unless it's set in water. I think you know, they're like is... the water stunt show. I do think there Universal. are jets.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It looks pretty good. I think, I bet something goes up in fire and then the water happens. Okay, now I only took two videos at this uh, when we went to it. Yeah. I'm going to show you the first video. Okay. This is what I would say is the highlight of uh, going to medieval times. Okay. So, let's just check this out. You can maybe describe what you're watching. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm seeing a man swinging something around in his hand. Oh, I'm seeing a falcon display. Oh, um, oh, someone saying "serve that Falcon Queen" is what I just heard. Um, pretty majestic. Okay, it's a little hard to see the Falcon in that footage. Oh wow, that's a beautifully lit shot.
1: There's a, there's a, just a picture again. We'll put it in the Instagram uh, at you are welcome America, and it's a man bowing, sp- like spotlights all over him, and the Falcon just regally on his. I'll arm. be honest, the
0: composition of that picture is actually very, very attractive. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? But it also that what shocked me about seeing that is. How kind of unmedieval the stadium looked in that shot? What? No, no not people... that. No, oh. the, in the in the previous one, it looked oh. very like a um like a monster truck rally. <laughs> well, I think when the, when the horses need a rest, they
1: just bring in the monster trucks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I forgot. Oh, everyone gets paper crowns to wear. Oh, of
0: course. Um, speaking of which, I know that we this is a strange departure, but monster trucks. Something <laughs> you revealed to me since we moved to America is that your dad once owned a monster truck. Am I correct?
1: This is very true. <laughs> Now, for anyone who's met McGay, also also called Fraser, yep, uh, my dad, who we refer to as McGay, he <laughs> once, he, when we were growing up, he sold, he was a car salesman, and he had a car garage slash garage, UK, US translation. Dealership. Dealership, sorry. But he sold Subarus. Yeah. But for some reason, he got into his head <laughs> that it'd be a really good idea for, like, publicity to buy a giant purple monster <laughs> truck and, like, have his name put on it. My dad, I, I, he's not like a big bro guy, particularly because my guy's a bit older, and he's quite a small man, um, also wears the
0: same size shoe as me, fun fact. But yeah, so we, we had a monster truck for a while. What I like is the idea of him doing promotion for the dealership by driving around Glasgow in a monster truck, you know, like crushing cars, people screaming as they run on the pavement, and him just being like, buy a car from me. Well, you know, if your car's being crushed, you need a new one. <laughs> So back to medieval yes. times. So this,
1: here's some just some choice picks you can see. But I do want to play one other video for you. Let's see how this turns out.
0: Oh, so this is your knight that you were supporting. Yeah. See the white knight. Oh. Oh wow! Did he just throw a rose into the crowd? Michael! Uh, that Michael caught. Wow. <laughs> and. And was there a homophobic <laughs> remark made after that? Well, here's
1: the thing. What we just watched was our knight, the White Knight, who won the competition at BT Dubs. Of Obviously, course. I was very thrilled about that. At one point, they all go and like throw a couple of roses into their section. So uh, Michael, whose bachelor party it was, he caught the rose mm-hmm. from the man. And then the knight was very unsure what to do next.
0: Yeah, well, it's not in protocol.
1: Not in protocol. <laughs> but yeah, protocol. I don't <laughs> think there was ever a gay knight.
0: No, of course not. Apart from Jordan Knight. From New Kids on the Block. Oh. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> Very funny joke.
1: Uh, so that is... Really,
0: pretty really took the wind out of your sails with that <laughs> really joke, didn't I? They?
1: Because I thought you were going to say, um, what was her name who sang? Um, Beverly Knight? gotta turn my car around. Alexis Jordan. Alexis Jordan. Why were they thinking
0: her? <laughs> Just a knight of pop music. Yeah, exactly. She should be knighted. <laughs> Arise, Lady Alexis Jordan. <laughs>
1: Um, so I mean that was pretty much my experience of medieval times Um, I did a google of celebs because as I said you know Kelly Osborne once went with the Osborne's celebs who've been to medieval times the only celebs I could find pretty pretty shit there was Sean William Scott (laughs) (laughs) he's not shit aka Stifler from uh, American Pie American Pie Definitely had a crush on him growing up. Me too. Yeah. And then I found a video of... It's just called... I didn't watch it for... You'll see why. It's called Post Malone Dreams of Meeting Ed Sheeran at Medieval Times. No, thank you. Yeah. We're not going to play it. 407,000 people have watched that video,
0: but we're not going to. I'll be completely honest. I... I know who Post Malone is, but I don't know any, what any of his songs sound like. And I don't care, because I don't like male singers or male rappers. Deal with it, everyone. Okay, fuck there off. we are. Okay, so what, what about... What are we talking about with a UK equivalent of medieval times? Well, I've really struggled with this. Yeah. Because what the fuck do
1: you say to this? Like, this, this bullshit would not fly <laughs> in the UK. Because mainly medieval times... Well, there were medieval times yeah. in the UK. So people would think they're going to, like, a history show with yeah. horses... Or it would all be wrong and people would get angry.
0: Well, the UK equivalent would... The the food would be disgusting because it would be medieval, like, slop. And you'd be served by, like, a toothless, you know, wench. And then then the knights would, like, genuinely, like, murder each other. And it would be, like, a horrible, horrible thing. So I... (laughs) And you'd get the plague.
1: I think the UK equivalent of medieval times is going to see a pantomime. (laughs) Okay. Because both kids and adults... Yep. go. Yeah. There's audience participation. Yes. And it's kind of ridiculous.
0: <laughs> it's a shame that at a pantomime you don't get to eat and drink during the show. Oh, I
1: don't know. I mean, I'm sure at a pantomime in the past, I've definitely had a giant, like, you know, one of those square boxes of Maltesers that slowly
0: melt throughout the when show. Was, when was the last time you saw a pantomime? The 90s? Yeah, I think mine was in the 90s. I remember seeing Aladdin in Norwich and... Nothing filled me with more dread than the moment that they started pulling children on stage, and I remember grabbing my mum's hand, looking directly into her eyes, and I just and just saying, "I don't want to do that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, How would you describe a pantomime to an American? Um, a pantomime is a is a show that is put on around Christmas to the end of like February. Um, where it is like a fairy tale. So like Jack and the Beanstalk or Aladdin or any kind of like children's kind of property is put on in as a play. And someone, for some reason, a character is always in drag, which has been the same since like as long as everyone can remember. Yep. And it's like Widow Twanky from Aladdin? Do, Something like that. But, and Buttons is always di- around. Dick... Di-
1: Whittington? Dick Whittington. I just kept saying Dick, Dick. Dick, Dick, I was going to say
0: Dick Washington. I was like, I don't know who that is. Dick Tracy. What's happening? Um, Yeah. (laughs) I would uh, love a pantomime of Dick Dick, Tracy. Dick Dick Tracy. The pantomime would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, so yeah, someone's in drag and then there's a lot of audience participation and then there's a tradition that the villain will come on the stage and everyone in the audience has to scream. He's behind you. Because he'll be, ha- be behind the goodie. So yeah. Aladdin
1: will be there. And then in the background, the the, pantomime, the the villain will go on. will come sneak on. And everyone will be like, he's behind you. And Aladdin will look the wrong way like, where? Yeah,
0: it's, I think from an early age, I knew that I didn't like slapstick performance because I was very uncomfortable when I went to see a pantomime. Yeah. I knew it wasn't for me. Um, I mean,
1: pantomimes, I was in a pantomime a few as a ch- as a child, as a young performing child. We had a horse that came on stage and it shat everywhere. A
0: horse on stage? Yeah.
1: What? It was the 90s. What production was like, it? Like Shamu at SeaWorld. <laughs> Things were fine back then. I can't remember. I think it was Cinderella. It was the carriage. A oh, horse came on and shot wow. like a full
0: size horse. Yeah, where were you doing this?
1: Uh, at Spotlight Youth Theatre, Glasgow's elite youth theatre. Oh,
0: God, I can just imagine how annoying you were at the Spotlight fucking youth theatre. I never
1: got, <laughs> I never got the parts. I was, I was a bit too fat and overconfident, but underconfident. It was a confusing time for me. I
0: was the same. I was fat. I was fat, overconfident, underskilled.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to make a T-shirt of that. It's a little bit like. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: Fat, overconfident, <laughs> underskilled. That's me. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah, I do think that pantomime is uh, a pretty good equivalent of medieval times. I just wanted to bring up a very famous pantomime that uh, always happened in happens in Glasgow. Do you know who the Crankies are?
0: <laughs> of course I know who the Crankies so, are. So,
1: trying to explain to Americans who the Crankies are. They are like this comedic crowd of... Uh, comedic, comedic trio, I think. But all They're that matches, a duo. <laughs> a duo, okay. But all that matters is one of the duo... The character is called Jimmy Cranky and is a small schoolboy. Yeah. But that small schoolboy is played by a woman who's actually quite old. And they're a married couple. And they're a married couple. <laughs> now, famously, we'll have to drop in some sort of clip here with yep. Jimmy Cranky. I found a kipper in the mousetrap. But famously in Glasgow, Jimmy Cranky was starring in Jack and the Beanstalk about five years ago. Yeah. The woman playing Jimmy was playing Jack. So yep. it was like... Jimmy Cranky as Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk. How progressive!
0: A woman playing a boy, playing a man.
1: I mean, it was a mind fuck, <laughs> and it was such a mind fuck that this is probably why uh, Jack fell off the beanstalk, <laughs> and they had to stop the show. And then for quite a while, it was like, "Oh, I was there. I was at the show where Jack fell off the beanstalk." <laughs> it was it was uh, quite a time in Glasgow. Also, I just want to say, have you ever heard my impression of Jimmy Cranky? No, go for it. Okay, and it's it's my impression of Jimmy Cranky after he fell off the beanstalk. Okay.
0: I fell off i That's a re-
1: that's a
0: really good Jimmy good, Cranky isn't it? she's called Jeanette Cranky is her real name is it better than my Busy Phillips impression it, much better okay, I could have got great. that in like a heartbeat
1: so we've been talking about medieval times and I do think the UK equivalent of medieval times is a pantomime you're welcome you're welcome This is your Welcome America and every episode we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. Okay, we have done my topic now it is time for your topic. Something British Fraser, what are you talking about?
0: Well, you can't get more British than Katrina, Amy, Alexandra, Alexis Price. Do you know who I'm talking about? Katie? That's that's right <laughs> then. <laughs> I'm talking about Katie Price. Whoa. Strong choice. Let that soak in for a second, okay? A.K.A. Jordan. Okay, so as always, I'm going to read just the Wikipedia description Mm -hmm. for any American listeners who might not know who Katie Price is. Great. Katrina Amy Alexandra Alexis Price, previously known by the pseudonym Jordan, is an English media personality, model, author, and businesswoman. (laughs) She fucking sure is. She means business. (laughs) She really does. So um, for anyone who doesn't know who Katie Price is she burst onto the scene in the <laughs> in the kind of late 90s um, because she was um, she was kind of spotted uh, and appeared on page 3 of the sun so just to explain what that is um in the uk we have a tabloid newspaper called the sun and traditionally up until only a few years ago page 3 would always include a topless picture of a model katie price kind of came to fame in the late 90s under the pseudonym Jordan as a page three girl. So in the UK, we have a term called glamour model, which essentially is like a female, a sexy female model who does like topless or like kind of racy photographs uh, for like, you know, magazine spreads or like appears at like a trade show of some kind. Um, And there was a real phenomenon of the late 90s, early 2000s, early noughties of a glamour models really kind of becoming personalities so Jordan, as she was known then, was kind of, she, you know, she was like a very attractive, topless model for the sun. Um, and she really kind of burst out of the scene because she had really, really large breasts. <laughs> she then kind of became like a media personality. She got into some high profile relationships at the time. Um, but one of my favourite early relationships of hers was with a boy band member from a boy band called Another Level. And she was with Dane Bowers. Dane Bowers you might remember from previous episodes (laughs) because he featured on Victoria Beckham's debut solo single. So one of my favourite things about their relationship is um, after they broke up, Dane Bowers released a solo song that featured a lookalike of Katie Price in the video, very equivalent to uh, Cry Me a River by Justin Timberlake. And the song was called Shut Up and Forget About It. it. A really, really direct title. Um, And, you know... Just of the kind of early 2000s, Jordan, as she was known then, became like a real fixture of the media scene. She became very known for having lots of plastic surgery. You know, she then started appearing on different reality shows. So then we're going to move into kind of what I like to call the next phase of Katie Price. (laughs) I think this is like
1: peak years. Yeah, so she had...
0: Peak YC? Yeah. (laughs) YC? That's the other thing. She has a very distinct way of talking, which is almost impossible for an American person to understand.
1: It's sort of, she's a little bit lazy in what she says. Yeah,
0: and everything's like, kind of like that. And like, she sounds like she could be on like Love Island now, but she's like the original person that's like that. And she refers to herself as Pricey. I oh, don't mess with Pricey. So she was a very early adopter of having different reality shows. So up to a certain point in her life, these were kind of her first reality shows. So she actually, in 2002, had a, re- uh, a reality show called Jordan, The Truth About Me, followed up by Jordan, The Model Mum. And then Jordan... You Don't Even Know Me, (laughs) followed by Jordan Gets Even, and then the final one from these networks that they were all on, or channels they were all on, Jordan, Living With a Dream. So they were her early works. Mm, Strong early works. Very strong early works. Really the
1: foundation for quite a journey.
0: Then something very seminal happened. Oh. Katie Price appeared on a reality show called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. They did have it here in the US, um, but it was very, it wasn't very successful, Um, which is where they take some kind of questionable celebrities and they put them in the Australian, they fly them to the Australian jungle and they have to survive. But it's very kind of reality and structured and they have, they vote people out and they do these trial, Bush Tucker trials, they call them, where they have to eat bugs to win food for their camp. And, all crucially, very... and
1: crucially, the public vote for who should do yes. the trial. So it's like, this week's trial is like swimming with gators. Yeah. Who do you want to do it? And
0: obviously you're like, oh, I just want to see Katie Price do exactly. that. And she iconically um, went on the show and decided that she didn't want to do her hair for the entire time that she was on I'm a Celebrity. So oh, she God. went and got cornrows before she went on it. So she just spent the whole time with just full uh, white woman with cornrows.
1: I mean, again, it was a different time. It was a
0: different time. And it was a good idea, technically, because she just didn't have to bother doing her hair. It just I, was questionable. I think that's
1: that's a perfect example of something the Poissy might do. Yep. It's like, it, it's kind of sensible, but also wrong. Like, she's 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 very no-nonsense. And everything's like... Like, one plus
0: one equals two. It's like, yeah. oh, I like that guy. I'm going to marry him. Yes, exactly. But then they'll get divorced. So you've, you've brought me very nicely onto mm-hmm. this subject. So while she was on I'm a Celebrity, she met a fellow celebrity on the show called Peter Andre. Now, Peter was an Australian singer from the 90s who had one extremely hit single called Mysterious Girl. And I feel like even though, again, as many Australian topics that we've talked about, we really adopted him as British. He is British. Yeah. Um, So they iconically met on the show and fell in love on the show and had a romance kind of on camera, then left the show and became a real life couple. And that's where, that's where Katie Price went from being Jordan and became Katie Price because they fell in love and then they became this insane popular like media couple, which then spawned, so there's a network in the UK called or a channel called ITV2. Where Love Island exists. Which is where Love Island, exactly. Shows like Love Island live on there. And basically ITV2 just commissioned endless back-to-back seasons of different reality shows about the two of them. So I'm just going to read you some titles of the shows, Mm -hmm. and then I've got a little game for you. So um, the first set of reality shows that they were given was When Jordan Met Peter, so still called Jordan, Jordan and Peter Laid Bare, Jordan and Peter Marriage and Mayhem, this is when things clicked over. We then go to Katie and Peter, the next chapter. Yeah. I actually, I watched Katie and Peter, the next chapter. That Definitely. was the best version of all of them. Katie and Peter, the baby diaries. Katie and Peter unleashed. What does that mean? <laughs> Where did they unleash them? Well, funny I asked that. Uh, so these, these next ones, I'm going to read you out four titles of uh, Katie and Peter okay. reality shows. And you have to tell me which one I've made up. Oh, fun. Katie and Peter, Down Under. Katie and Peter in Japan katie and peter african adventures katie and peter stateside wait how many are fake one okay it's either the the japan or the african
1: adventures (laughs) i'm really nervous about
0: both those situations where where they shouldn't have sent them anywhere
1: oh god uh uh, african adventures
0: is fake no i made up in japan there really was a reality show called katie and peter african adventures oh god (laughs)
1: That's a safari that we do not need to take no, in 2019. Absolutely not. Can I tell you my favourite moment of Katie and Peter just being together? Of course. is obviously the wedding. Because
0: she turned up to her wedding in a giant pink pumpkin coach. She remember? did. She had a wedding sponsored by OK Magazine, um, where, yeah, she turned up in a full... She wore a pink wedding dress with a pink crown. Um, and, yeah, turned up in a full Cinderella coach. He wore white, like a white satin suit. Yeah, he was very, like, Aladdin. There was, very, there was a lot of blinding... Well... Okay, you've just preempted another thing that I'm going to talk about. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay, so so basically she became... As they were a couple, they became this huge kind of powerhouse of, like, celebrity in the UK. You know, we always knew they were trashy, but they were still very, very famous. Yes. Um, and off the back of that, over time, she has... Basically capitalised on every single area of her life. One of the areas of her life is she became a novelist. Did you know she was an author? I mean, literature and KTP go hand in hand.
1: The the price he can write.
0: (laughs) The price he can write. So she has, um, she actually has multiple different book series. Okay. She has a fiction series called The Angel Summer Series which is about one character called Angel. I actually read the first book of that, Mm -hmm. which is about, like, it's basically about her. But then her character, it's about her character being a glamour model. Then she becomes a singer. Then she becomes an actress, I think. Then she has a, a whole series of children's book called Katie Price's Perfect Ponies. There's 12 books in that. 13 i've just realized that the last book is actually a pony care book because well, she, she loves horses she
1: loves horses she also has her own uh pony range like she in terms does. of like pony accessories yes She's all just like leashes
0: and saddles all pink you don't leash they don't you don't have a horse leash or horse lead is the translation of leash bridle yeah it's a bridle i used to horse ride i used to i used to show jump did you know that no not in front of not i, I used to do show jumping lessons i didn't i never used to compete how did but, you how did you do I was I was, a, I was good at show jumping. yeah. I was pretty good at horse riding. Yeah, okay. I still am. Anyway. Well. Um, <laughs> then she just has these random kind of fiction novels that have wild titles. I'm just going to throw some at you. Crystal, Sapphire, The Comeback Girl, Santa Baby, In the Name of Love, He's the One, Make My Wish Come True, Playing With Fire, and Winner Takes All. But I couldn't tell you what any and of And she them would mean. always,
1: at the launch of each of these books, yes. so she would always <laughs> dress in the theme. So for the fire one, she'd probably dress up as a
0: flame. Yes, yeah, so she would always do these great press calls. Uh, but yeah, exactly. And then... Uh, like a W.H. Smith and Milton Keynes. <laughs> and we're not translating either of those things nope. for um, Another thing just really, I'm blowing through lots of Katie Price content because there's too much. Uh, another one is she released her own range of perfumes. I'm just going to give you just, I'm going to hit you with five titles of her perfumes. Besotted. Kissable. Kissable Fierce. Precious Love. Stunning. <laughs> And I bet they all smelt the same. Exactly the same. Sickly sweet. Yeah, real piss water. Um, so then this is kind of there's many facets to her as as a celebrity. Um, but one of the things that you can tell deep down she always wanted to be was a singer. Yes. So we're gonna start we're gonna start with her Eurovision career. Ooh. Do you remember when she tried to compete to represent the UK in the Eurovision? Yes. So there, there was a TV show about um, entering songs into the Eurovision in the year 2005 called uh, Eurovision: Making Your Mind Up, where all the different entrants uh, that year who wanted to who wanted to represent the UK competed for a public vote. So it was yes. kind of like a mini X Factor. Um, and she wanted to apply, and she uh, performed "Pregnant" wearing a pink uh, PVC latex catsuit, uh, The song called "Not Just Anybody." <laughs>
1: What's wonderful about Katie Price is that if you interviewed her live after that performance, she'd be like, well, that wasn't very good, was
0: it? She'd be like, oh, that was fucking shit. It doesn't matter though. So <laughs> basically, she very iconically at the time competed against Javine, who won with the song Touch My Fire. Ah, that's what I was thinking. She So she lost to Javine and didn't get to represent the UK in the Eurovision. But you could tell that she really got the bug and wanted to be a singer because... Um, when she was with Peter, and they were really capitalizing on every single area of their life, they released a covers album. They sure do. do you remember this? Yes. So they released a covers album, which began iconically with a performance on Children in Need, of their cover of A Whole New World. The thing is, you can't bash... Children is like a charity show in the UK, a charity
1: telethon. You cannot bash anyone when they go on, like, a telethon to do something. Of course not. So it was very good. and they're Very
0: clever, shrewd move. Mm, however, there well is... Well However, there is a video that exists on YouTube, which might not be real. So basically, someone claims that they have got the un-auto-tuned version of their vocals from it. And actually, I will say it's worth listening to the whole video because... If it is a fake, then the Peter Andre fake vocals are very convincing. But I'm going to just play you a very wonderful moment from the unauto tuned, apparently, vocals of Katie Price singing A Whole New World. <laughs> the best part about that video is if it is a fake they've got her accent doing the singing it's so clever if it is a fake i think it's real but it's very funny i
1: think it's real because that's what like someone who was just black because it's not it's not awful no 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 she's she's she's
0: she's like she's actually got like good power and like good it it, like she's like just just a little hint off of being in tune yes she's like she's really not terrible yeah but by being just a bit off she's terrible So I will say, did you know what other songs were on the Katie and Peter covers album? Especially for you? No, they didn't do especially for you. Oh, okay. It was all duet covers. So they did a cover of um, The Best Things in Life are Free. I do remember that. And they did a cover. My favorite one on there was a cover of Endless Love. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. But also me and Core Lister Charlie, uh, (laughs) me and CLC, um, we, we like... I think, we, so I think maybe she got it for free or something from like a press event. And me and her loved listening to the album. We thought it was very fun. So that's just, that's a bit about that. There's kind of almost too much to cover for Katie Price. So and I think much. I've gone over my time. But um, one important thing is to note that I think in 2016, she became a panelist on Loose Women, which we are, I couldn't <laughs> be, we're threatening every single episode to do our Loose Women special, but it is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Get ready um, to get loose. <laughs> she, um, how,
1: how is she now? I want like an update of how she is now because... I think, you know, she's been through how many divorces well, now? Well, this is it. How We're many not... kids has she got and how many divorces has so she got? So she
0: famously has had a very tumultuous love life. She's actually only been married twice. She's had a lot of high profile relationships and I think she has five kids. I've just tried to count and I think I've miscounted again.
1: Well, how is she now? How is she today? Because I, I do worry about her. Her star has faded. Yeah. She's um She, like, the thing with Katie is that she's really likable. Yeah. She's one of those people who in the British public like british celebrity world she makes lots of mistakes but you can't hate her for them because like even when she's got into relationships she'd be like yeah but i loved them so i had a baby and you're like well okay this
0: leads me very nicely onto what i was going to say next is i once worked with her i was and, gonna ask if you'd ever met her and i have not it supports exactly what you're saying so i was filming the show no need to go into details but we were filming a sketch where it was her and the host of the show that i worked on and they were meant to look like they were going camping She actually, when we agreed to get her on board on the sketch, she said, why don't you just do it in my garden? Because she lives in, like, lots of kind of farmland. She's like, just come and do it in my garden. It'll look like we're in the woods. I'll be at my house. So we arrived at her house. Um, It was insane. She lives on this kind of farm. She has a pink horse box, all these horses... There was just lots of people around. I met her boyfriend, then boyfriend at the time. Do you remember the Spanish one called Leandro? Do you remember don't, him? No, don't remember him. She had him. this Spanish boyfriend well, for a while who didn't speak very good English. And I had a really awkward conversation with him where he, he was spe- speaking to me in like broken English and we weren't communicating. It was very awkward. And then basically I went into her kitchen because I needed to, I think I needed to get her to open, I needed to get her assistant to open like a gate. And I hadn't seen her at this point because she was upstairs mm-hmm. getting ready. And I just was in her kitchen, in her house, talking to her assistant. And I just heard this voice and she's like, her assistant say was called like Karen. She's like, Karen, who's that? She's like, who's that flirting with you? Don't let him flirt with you, Karen. Ah, 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 and did like this big cackle. And then she was just like, who are you? And I was like, oh, I'm Fraser. And I introduced myself. She was honestly like lovely. What? She had, she was really like warm and friendly and like I. And, She's got, like, a, such a lovely aura to her, which is so strange, because she has such, like, a brash, like, bad reputation, but she was so nice. Well, the fact
1: that, like, she instantly said, well, just come film it at my house. Yeah. Like, when does a celebrity see that? No, and
0: it's because she's had so many reality shows film at her house. Yeah. They're, they're used to people just traipsing in and out of that. Well, honestly, we were just, like, I was going in and using her toilet, like, we were just, I was just, like, traipsing around her house. And honestly, she was, like, she couldn't have been more nice and more accommodating. Um, so I kind of was thinking about the US equivalent of... Katie Price. I think I know who you're going to say. Well, I have actually, um, I, I kind of, I'm going to tell you about the options that I rejected. Okay. And then we're going to talk about who I landed Okay, on. great. I'll, so I'll, tell my, you if,
1: I'll tell you if one of your rejected yeah. options is what I'm thinking. My
0: first thought was Pamela Anderson. Okay. Because I was like, iconic, sexy, bombshell, you know, reality TV. But then I thought she hasn't, it doesn't follow quite the same trajectory. Then I thought, actually, she's almost like a Kim Kardashian of, of, the, U, of the UK in terms of like, branding, doing her life. But she's just not like, she never reached the peak of Kim K and, like, the prestige that Kim K has, which kind of is annoying. So I think that the US equivalent of Katie Price is Carmen Electra. Oh. Yeah. Because Carmen Electra, on her own Wikipedia page, she is called an American glamour model. So they've even given her the same title that Katie Price has. So she was known for being very sexy, provocative, like, model. She even had her own reality show about her marriage, just like Katie Price. And then in the very American equivalent way, instead of appearing on like just thousands of reality shows and all that kind of stuff, Carmen Electra appeared in like all of the scary movie franchises and those kind of parody movies. So she actually still got to be in movies, which is great, but like real low level stuff.
1: I've just realized that I'm confusing Carmen Electra and
0: Denise Richards. Oh yeah. No, Denise Richards is, she's a whole different kettle of fish. Denise Richards is boring. I'm I'm going to ask you to retract that statement oh, really? because she joined the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season and she's been a treat. Look. All I know is when she
1: came on one of the shows that I was working on and we had the guy who invented Zumba demonstrate Zumba and everyone (laughs) did Zumba,
0: she wouldn't do it. Dr. Christmas Jones herself would not do Zumba.
1: No. Here, I was thinking that the US equivalent of uh, Katie Price was Ann Nicole
0: Smith. Ah, yes. I I think that's a very worthy suggestion also. Like zany, beloved, a bit of a character. Sexy.
1: But then... Then there's the the darkness and bleakness. Yeah. There the, is a lot of that but, with oh, KTP as well.
0: That's true. Why don't we split the difference and do one of my favourites, which is a combo, and we'll say the US equivalent of Katie Price is Anna Nicole Smith and Carmen Electra. You're, You're welcome. welcome. This is future Fraser again, um, just letting you know that I was uh, pretty drunk during this episode, which I apologize for. So we missed a lot of stuff out about Katie. I also recently found out that she's got engaged uh, since we recorded the episode, which is great. And then a little update on that. She hasn't worn her engagement ring uh, since she announced the engagement. So that's great news too. Anyway, who cares? Bye. we're back and we're going to do our final segment which is welcome not welcome which is where we're going to suggest topics and work out whether they're welcome or not welcome aka whether we like them or don't like them (laughs) exactly i mean like most things we talk about in this podcast and the things that we're going to talk about
1: are very british or very american i'm going to start off by saying posting mail in your own mailbox that what so in america like my mailbox outside i can post
0: mail in there to send out that's insane yeah is there, like, a whole different segment that you put... What if you have a mailbox that's not like yours that has compartments? I don't know, but all I know is I can do it. I pop it in, I put my little red flag up... And, and they take it. And they take it. Where do you get... So you have to buy the stamps? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's welcome. welcome. What a handy... What a, imagine... Imagine... Well, that wouldn't work in the UK because you don't have post boxes. You wouldn't have the postman reaching their hand in the door and <laughs> reaching down onto the mat through your front door and picking up oh, the post yeah, to take right. away. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well really welcome. Welcome. Okay, mine first is um Battered sausage. Welcome or not welcome. Not welcome. I'm gonna say welcome. I love a battered sausage. A battered sausage is an alternative option for when you're having fish and chips. Instead of having battered fish, you would have a battered sausage. Um I tried to talk about a battered sausage at work this week and everyone laughed in my face because they thought I was talking like a battered, you know, like a battered.
1: A beaten up sausage. Yeah,
0: exactly. They thought it was like a beaten up sausage. Oh, but I think very welcome. welcome. I don't eat fish, so for me I have to have an alternative oh, in a well, fish and chip shop. Here's
1: the thing: I love a fish. I love a creature of the sea. So when I go for fish, fish and chips I'm all about that fish but you know what I'm going to say it's welcome because it means that we can go to a fish and chip shop together yes and also I'm going to controversially say I've never
0: had a battered sausage oh my god yep. another one of these Ollie's going to be right on to you about that come at me Ollie
1: come on have a go if you think you're hard enough
0: was that Jimmy Cranky <laughs> no it?
1: that was Mel C at the 1997 Brit Awards receiving an award yep. and shouting out to one of the Gallicers. yep okay I remember that okay <laughs> um, my next one is saying croissant instead of croissant
0: <laughs> okay that is hang on which way around did you say it saying croissant instead of croissant welcome because the correct pronunciation of a croissant is it's a, a croissant well i'd say a croissant but in the uk what would you say croissant
1: oh so i would say croissant I would yeah, say sip.
0: croissant. But we're both trying to at least do a French version of it. But
1: I think this comes from the fact that in the UK, most... In school, you, most of the time, people are kind of forced to learn French. Yes. And we're so close to France in the UK. So it's like... It's just part of the thing. Oui, oui. Oui, uh, oui bien sûr. Euh, euh, et That's for another podcast called... Uh, le, le welcome de Francaise.
0: Ah, oh, oui. Yeah, et beauf. Great, what's next? Mine is getting paid by check. So in America... They love checks. Like, it's 1985. People are getting paid by a paper check. People are writing paper checks. Paper checks are floating around here like it's still the 90s. At
1: your current job, do you fill in a physical paper time card? Yes. It's insane. It's wild. There's there's paper everywhere in this country. They
0: they love it. Yeah. I was trying to explain about, you know, direct deposit, as they call it, or direct debit, where you just get paid into your account. I was saying to them, since I was a teenager when I was working, money was just put into my bank account. And they were like, oh, I don't like it. So anyway, paper checks. Not welcome. Not welcome. Okay, my final one. Pantomimes. (laughs) As as I have previously said on this, for me, they are very much not welcome. I hate audience participation and I don't like slapstick. Yeah, not welcome. Not welcome. Although, Jimmy Cranky falling off a beanstalk. (laughs) Of course. Welcome. And also, did you know that uh, Pamela Anderson was in Aladdin in Wimbledon last year or the year before? Get that check. So my final topic is, welcome or not welcome, village fate. Did you ever go to a village fete when you were younger?
1: No, they weren't really a thing in... They were less of a thing in Scotland. Are you kidding me? We had, like, agricultural shows where, like, farmers and everything. And that's where my dad took his monster truck.
0: <laughs> no, we used to have agricultural shows as well because I'm also from the country. It was called The Norfolk Show, where exactly it was just all tractors and cows. No, I'm talking a village fete is where... In the village where I lived, which is essentially a very, very small town, so we would have these village fates where the whole village would get together and there would be stalls where people would sell food and there was games for the kids. There was always Splat the Rat. Do you know what I'm Splat talking about? the, rat Splat totally. the rat. Yeah, exactly. And I loved a village fate. So for me, and actually I once, I think I said this on a previous podcast, at my school we used to do maypole dancing and we used to perform maypole dancing at a local village fate. So really, fate for any Americans is spelt F-E-T-E. And I just also want to point it's a out. a French word. It is a French word. Croissant.
1: <laughs> um, I also want to point out that maypole dancing is pretty different from pole dancing. <laughs> <It's> pretty <laughs> different.
0: <laughs> I think I can still do both. Finish Fates. Welcome or not welcome. 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 So there we are. We We should say, if you want to get in touch with us,
1: do go to our Instagram page. You are welcome America. Leave a comment, leave a question, anything you want. Also uh, follow us on Spotify Podcasts. Rate and review us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts,
0: There's Google Play uh, Stitcher. No, don't mention that. Don't mention those ones because those aren't. No one does still, those. Still got zero listers on those platforms.
1: Well exactly why are you mentioning them? But on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a review and you can like write a review and you can also ask for a US or UK equivalent of something. Yeah,
0: and you can still pay us twelve dollars fifty each to advertise yourself on the podcast, like Teddy. That's true.
1: This has been an episode of Your Welcome America After Dark, mm-hmm. apparently, because you won't tell by the time you listen to this <laughs> bit. A lot of slurring and things have, have been cut out. This That's is going to be a nightmare to edit for you. I know, I'm embarrassed.
0: I've drunk too much red wine. Bye. Bye. You're so far off your think you can smell your own sheets. Where are you from, Joseph? South oh, Shields. I thought. Well,
1: there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking, baking and
0: stuff working
1: with flour.